0: what is up you guys welcome to the sunset drive podcast i'm sarah's friedman
1: and i'm anthony smith
0: and on this side of the internet we like to have late night drive types of quality conversations with some of the entertainment industry's most fascinating people
1: a late night cheeky if you will but make it a podcast
0: <laughs> cue theme song So who are we picking up today, Anthony?
1: So if you guys are as big of fans of musical as Sarah and I are, you would know that you cannot get a good, like a really good musical number without a sickening <laughs> choreo. And that is why our guest today is very much a Filipino dancing queen, actress, singer, dancer, <laughs> model, Dirty Candy member, awesome human being. You name it, she can probably do it better than you. No offense. Everybody, welcome to the show. Julie the Phantom's very own... Tori Caro.
2: Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here.
0: So, for people who have not seen *Julian the Phantoms*, um, what would you say that the show is about? I would say
2: it's about a lot of things. *Julian the Phantoms* covers a lot of different problems kids have and issues, but the main storyline is Julie, whose mom died uh, a year before we meet her.
1: Mm -hmm. and
2: she has lost her passion and love for music and performing because she did that all with her mom. And so she's about to get kicked out of the music program, but she's cleaning out her mom's garage to move out of the house, and she finds these three ghosts who have died before they realized that their dream was actually possible. And so... In meeting these ghosts, she goes through this whole journey of realizing she does love mu- love music, and she finds her passion again because of these ghosts. And there's a lot of yeah. twists and turns, and plot twists, and you know the, All, the ships. whole shebang. Yes. All the things. <laughs> All of the things. But if you want to laugh and cry, and cry while you're laughing, and laugh while you're crying, watch the show.
1: Streaming on Netflix, guys. Go
2: stream on Netflix. Exactly. Go stream on Netflix. Exactly. Tell your
1: friends. That's the slogan. That's the slogan. Tell your
0: friends. <laughs> so before we really get into the good stuff, Tori, this podcast is all about like late night drives or road trip type conversations. So when you're on a drive, are you typically in the driver's seat or are you typically in the passengers holding the auxiliary cord? Mm.
2: Who's the DJ? Okay. Well, <laughs> I just got my license. So now I'm driving. No way. Okay. Okay. Love yes, it. I got it at nineteen. R.I.P.
1: Um. I mean, you're from California. <laughs> it's okay. You know. It's okay. I,
2: I think it to took grab. me. It took me a few years to get it right too. So <laughs> we're in the same club. <laughs> um, but nobody ever handed me the ox because I listened to country music and country music.
1: Only. Okay. No, that's fire. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, For you know what? Mad you. Thank
2: you. Period. Mad respect. Mad respect.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Well, like like og country or just like pop country
2: a mix depending on what i'm feeling Mm -hmm. you know i tend to go more towards like okay there's two moods there's like my chris stapleton mood and then like my luke combs oh yes Mm
3: -hmm. you know
2: those are my two favorites at the moment i'm very indecisive but like they're two very different moods so you can't really choose between the two
1: She said taste in music. She very much said that. (laughs) Fair, Mm -hmm. fair, fair. Okay, but there's always a debate, I feel like, with auxiliary cords. Because I always felt like, if I'm driving, why shouldn't I be in control of the music? Like, this is... Right. I'm running this show. I don't know.
2: I agree. I agree. But, like, also, I'm... I'm very much the person who's like,
1: okay, whatever is fine with like the rest of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Okay, you I'm know. the same. Okay, I, I can feel that. But then I'm like, when I'm alone in my car, I'm like, I should be controlled with the music. Oh, um, definitely. <laughs> so
0: speaking of music, Tori, you yes. have become this amazing assistant choreographer for Julian Phantoms, which is just the latest in the long list of Kenny Ortega's musical adventures. So walk us through kind of, this journey of when you first walked into a dance studio to then now, you know, working under Paul Becker alongside Louis Horatsky and hiring all these amazing dancers.
2: Okay, so you want, like, my story...
1: We, we want the autobiography. We want...
2: <laughs> Tori, this okay. is your moment. You got this. <laughs> okay, so started dancing when I was three. Oh, um, okay. My mom always... Both my parents always wanted me to try everything and have the opportunity to do everything that I wanted. Um, I gravitated towards dance a lot, but I also did music and all these other things.
1: I saw the covers on TikToks, and I can confirm that she has sickening vocals.
2: As the recipe for any iconic performer. (laughs) My, my, My thing is I want to do my very best at everything and i want to do everything that's just because i'm interested in everything you know um but like in a lot of my role models you'll see like they all value versatility and i value that a lot yeah but yeah it becomes a
1: curiosity you know like you're curious about everything and you want to learn everything
2: definitely yeah and everything is just so cool
1: i know (laughs) i know i don't know how you
2: can like not be so intrigued in all of these different things and like...
3: For sure. Uh,
0: so, I saw that you have actually been in a few different dance troupes and been in different types of, you know, dance classes leading up to this point. So then, how did you kind of become part of the, you know, your team with Paul and Lou? And how did it get to... What was the
2: moment that took you to that point? So, I had... Growing up, I danced. Um, I started dancing at conventions and competing when I was 12, 13-ish. I would travel every weekend to different conventions around the states um, every single weekend of the year. So, like, I would go to school. I would do public school. I would go to school, leave early, or, like, leave right after school, go to L.A., do that whole class shebang thing, um, and then... For the weekends, I would go and fly everywhere, and then do that all over again. That's uh,
1: so cool. Thank
2: you. It, was, uh, yeah. it was oh my god! It was so stressful driving to L.A. every day, getting home at like one or two in the morning, waking up at six to go to school again. It's the rougher lifestyle.
3: Yeah,
0: it's so incredible just being at that grind so young. You know, yeah.
3: it, it,
2: it was really nice, and like I was always taught that decisions that I make now will affect my future. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that they're so important to put your all into it. And so that's what I did. But after assisting conventions, I met Paul Becker at one of the conventions and he was like, Hey, you're really good. Do you want to assist me for my, my convention that I do in Canada? I was like, sure. That'd be fun. Um, I'm excited. Let's do it. So I assisted him for a while. And then he was like, Oh, I'm doing this Toyota job in the States would you like to assist me for it or like shadow me? And I was like, okay, okay, cool. This was when I was 15. Wow. And so I was there for the whole creative process. And this was all really new to me. Um, I mean, I had worked as a dancer, but not shadowing the choreographer at all. Right, right, right. Um, And so like the day that we were about to shoot, he had a family emergency. And he was oh. like – hey, can you cover for me? Oh, my God. Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, I don't
2: really know how to... I don't know how to do this, but I'll try my best. And he gave me a couple pointers. It was like, hey, just listen to the director. Make sure that everything that he needs gets done. Um, Look at the monitor. Try to fix anything that you need to. That's amazing. Great. I had been around all these choreographers. I kind of knew the deal on Mm -hmm. how... Pictures looked. I had been competing dances, so I know how formations work and all that. Right, right. Um, so the day comes. I'm like at the monitor with the director, looking at things, trying to be as proactive as I can. Right. And it would happen where I would think of these things in the frame and like try to fix the way that the dancer is moving and the way that it complements the the car or whatever. Right. That's amazing. Like, hey, can you fix? Oh, wait, you already fixed it. Okay, cool. We'd be very much on the same page, and I'd be running back and forth, fixing things. And so you were
0: really starting to, like, get into the groove of of looking at it from that eye instead of just a dancer
2: eye. Definitely. And the thing is, like, before this job, I never thought I wanted to be a choreographer. Right. because really? in my mind it was like oh you just do these dances and like teach them in class and that's the way that you get to choreograph all these things which isn't right. necessarily true because I mean I didn't teach a lot of class
1: mm-hmm. in- so it
2: like introduced you
0: to like a whole another
2: world
1: yeah so you, definitely you were thrown into it I yeah. was
2: thrown into the deep end yeah and then once Paul saw that I could handle it. I started being brought on as assistant choreographer or co-choreographer or covering for jobs that he didn't necessarily have time to do because he was already committed to another job. So,
1: you love it. And you're only so cool. 19. Yeah. yeah. That is you're so cool. 19. I love that.
0: I was just in awe. Like I couldn't yeah. speak because yeah. I was just I was just so enthralled by hearing that and I think that that's so That's so special that, you know, Paul saw that in you and knew that you had the ability to get to the next level. I think that that's so awesome,
2: Tori. Well, and the thing is, oh, geez, You're good. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, um, you know, Kenny is one of Paul's mentors. Right. right. But Kenny is very much the person who sees that potential in people. And brings that to life. And so yeah. I think Paul has taken that from Kenny and thankfully done that to me. And, yes. and it's funny because... Mentors. Kenny was so wary of bringing me onto the project because he had never met me beforehand. Like I had okay. booked a job with him, the Wynn Hotel. Right. Um, Lake of Dreams. Right, but We yeah. weren't able to work on it because he was so busy with Phantoms. And it just ended up being... Mm where like Paul was pitching me for this position as assistant choreographer and Kenny already had his team in mind Mm -hmm. because he always works in Vancouver, you know? Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. With Descendants and all that. Yeah. And so he was like, I don't know. I mean, I trust you, Paul, but I don't know. And it just worked out to where when Hotel happened just before Phantoms. And then he realized who I was. Like a kismet situation. Oh, 100%. And I was mm-hmm. like, proact- I'm always super proactive on set even if I'm a dancer or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so he saw that during Win Hotel and he was like, okay, well, I think I see this the will talent. work.
1: I see the talent. But yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's so you're only, amazing. You're only 19 and I was, actually it's funny because I was watching the show for the very first, first time. I was flying back from Vancouver when I watched the show, which is actually kind of funny because it was shot there. So I was watching the show right. and then I was just like, you know, I'm I'm an actor myself, so I was just kind of looking at like who was involved in the project, and I was just like, Tori Carr, and then I clicked on you, and I was like, she's 19, and then I texted Sarah, and I was like, she's 19, and then she was like, I know, and I was like, what? Cause like here, I have like some of your Accurate. credits here. That
0: is what happened. I can confirm.
1: Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you've been involved in like so many projects from being a dancer on the, the Stars on the Descendants episode, which is actually kind of funny. Yeah. And then um, we stand. You, you worked on Riverdale for a while, and those bands are iconic. If you haven't seen them, I don't know where you're living, honestly. Um, to co-choreograph The Kissing Booth 2, and I saw 3, which I'm curious about because I did not know there was going to be dancing in the third one. And then you choreographed Let It Snow. You worked on Let It Snow. And you even let your movements to Barbie and okay, Louise okay. dance as Ken. Is that correct? That's so cool. <laughs> Well,
2: for Barbie, I was hired by Paul as the co choreographer. Right. But we needed dancers to do all the mocap stuff. Right. And we didn't have the budget for multiple dancers. So, like, almost every mo- dance movement he- or even just like performance movement is me. That like, amygotic. a couple are Louise oh because we brought Louise in. But, like, if you look close mm-hmm. enough, it's all the same style because i'm the same person it's just different takes <laughs> oh my god but, like, that makes sense see... that's so cool
1: yeah you can all see that from paul's youtube channel i saw that on paul's youtube channel i was like okay she's barbie and then i saw louise ratsky who worked on descendants one two yeah. three and then i was like oh who is she gonna be and then they're like ken and i was like oh okay okay i see this queen yeah
2: anytime there's a duet that we're like like touching it's me right. and louise that's right. iconic uh, you guys are so. Su- you
0: guys are such a power duo. You're d- mm-hmm. just, just the team of you and Paul and Lou is just a trifecta. Cause I had been following both of them from Descendants, and then slowly I started seeing you, kind of out of the corner of my eye, and mm-hmm. then I saw the picture of you and Kenny from Lake of Dreams, mm-hmm. and he, I, I think like in the status he implied that you were going to be in Julie, and I was like, this is going to be amazing.
2: Thank you. Yeah. I mean they're a dream to work with and everybody has their very specific strengths and it's it all works so cohesively with all of our weaknesses because everyone has a weakness yeah but we all work together so well to make the product happen and everyone's just thinking of things that nobody else would have thought of
1: absolutely it's so crazy, right. yeah. And, and like, how did like you know you worked on all these projects that I mentioned? How did like Julie differentiates itself? Uh, is that the right word? Differentiates itself? Yeah, that's a, yeah. I'm French. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, <laughs> how does this project differentiates itself from like the rest of everything that you've done?
2: Well, definitely is the longest project I've ever done, choreography wise, right. um, and anything wise because. The amount of roles that I had on this job is nuts.
1: <laughs> you were in like almost every dance number, right?
2: I was in almost every dance number. I was there f- every almost every day for filming, no matter who the director was. Um, just you know, okay, because it was my longest one, and everybody knew me on set. Usually, when we come in for a choreography job, you come in and you're kind of like an alien. All these, all the Cast and crew have been there this whole time. They know each other. You walk in, they're like, who are you? Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Um, But this job, I was introduced from the beginning, so everybody was familiar with me. I had already worked with um, some of the people already on different jobs, so everybody knew what I was doing and how I work and how I could contribute to the show. Mm -hmm. So I was there like talking to every department every day and making sure things were running smoothly with everybody. And I helped Kenny with the dailies right. every day after shooting and making taking notes. And,
1: what are the dailies for um, people who don't know what those are?
2: Yeah. For, da- for people who don't know what dailies are, they are all of the raw clips from the shoot day. Mm-hmm. So every single take, we have to go through and note down what we like, what we don't like, things that stand out moments so that when the editor takes all of those, all of that footage, um, he understands what he wants, what the director wants highlighted. Because you were so <laughs>
0: involved with the process
2: early on, what
0: was it like, like seeing the magic happen? Like seeing everyone really become their characters and seeing the numbers and performances really form from the ground up.
1: Because, like, were you involved before the actors? Like, how did that happen? Were you, like, in the project before some of the cast was cast? Oh, okay. So you got to see, like, auditions, boot camp.
2: I was there early on. Early on. Um, I was brought into the project after they had cast the main cast. So the boys and Julie. Got okay. it. Um, but... I did get all the scripts before them and understood the whole storyline before them. I remember like talking to them and bringing up points in the storyline and they're like, Oh, that happens. And I was like, Oh, you don't,
1: you don't know. know. (laughs)
2: That's (laughs) awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was really cool seeing it go from my printed out scripts that I would like notate and think of ideas for Mm -hmm. to, building it in rehearsals and then seeing how much it changed even the musical numbers like nothing to do with choreography but during boot camp they would train vocally dance wise um acting you know Mm -hmm. instruments and seeing how much the music changed from boot camp to the final product was really cool and because i was at kenny's side and paul's side during the whole process and hearing all the things that he was like, "Oh, we need to change this because of this," right? Or, "We need to change this so that this part of the story shines through more." It was really really cool. That's
0: awesome.
1: I bet. I bet. Well, I want to so, like spill a little bit of tea. Like, I want yeah, to, like... I
2: just wanted to
0: say before we spill the tea, <laughs> for those for people who don't know, can you explain in a sh- in a, in a short phrase what boot camp is?
2: Boot camp is something that Kenny, not a lot of people do for their cast. Usually. Mm-hmm you go to film a show and it has music or whatever in it, and you're expected to already be perfect at it. And so they just go and shoot, Mm -hmm. you know? With Kenny, he felt it was really, really important that the cast be able to sing and do their instruments to their full capacity. Yeah, Yeah, I can see that. Just in case one day we have a tour or something that they're prepared and not just thrown into it so that Mm -hmm. it's the highest quality as possible. So boot camp, in one sentence, is a month or so of training for the actors where they get private vocal lessons, private instrument lessons, private dance lessons, which I did. It was really Mm -hmm. fun. (laughs) and then we workshop different things to see what works to make sure everything works cohesively.
1: Right. So
2: like, That's awesome. But, I,
1: okay, I'm ready for my tea spill. Can I go on my tea spill, Sarah? Yes. Okay, thank <laughs> you. Okay, so you did the dance portion, right? And you know, yes. some of them had a little bit of dance training. I'm talking Savannah girl. I see I see you. I see you. Savannah. What a queen. So we love, love her. Chef's kiss. <laughs> ah, ditto. Um, yeah, so you did dance booth. I want to know, like, who kind of walked in already serving you fantasy, serving you dance, serving you dance moves? And who kind of walked in more like, you know, Bambi on Rollerblades and was just like, <laughs> I don't know dance, and kind of evolved throughout boot camp the most?
2: Okay, I would have to say I'm the most proud of Jer. Okay. Um, okay, first of all, all of them walked in, except for Maddie. Maddie walked in and was like, I danced.
1: Yeah, okay, she was like, period.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Charlie walked in. <laughs> I just laughed because, okay, the first week or so of boot camp, he lost his voice. I okay. remember that. So he was writing on a notepad. Mm-hmm. And he walks in for his, like, little private session. <laughs> and he writes down, can I do a backflip?
3: Oh, okay.
2: And I was okay. like, I mean, yeah, can you do a back backflip? <laughs> Like, the question is, can you? Can you? Right.
1: We be can cool, throw it in
2: but, there. Yeah, It'd be yeah, fun. Yeah. And he's like, well, like, sometimes, you know, <laughs> well, I'll work on it. I was like, okay, yeah. we can work on that. <laughs> I just, I love Charlie because he comes up with all of these crazy ideas. Yeah. And, you know, he just really goes for them. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate creative.
3: that. Yeah. Exactly. I
2: appreciate it. it. Mm-hmm. Um, Classic, Charlie. <laughs> Classic Charlie. Owen comes in and he's like, oh, trust me, I can't dance. And I'm like, you're freaking joking. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, we'll work on that. We'll work on that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I gave him a couple eight counts. Absolutely kills it. I'm like, don't ever say that you can't dance again. <laughs> oh my God, he, was,
1: he was giving some Chad High School Musical 2 I can't dance Yeah, moment.
2: don't I dance. I am I? So Jared <laughs> came in. And he was like, "Look, I'm gonna be the- your worst dancer." I was like, Aww. "No, I hate when people say that because like everybody can dance. It might not be the conventional way, but like we can make it work, you know." He really is and a cool he, explaining- he is. I love Jerry. Jerry's Jer yeah. the best. But he was like, "I, I mean, my my soon to be fiance at the time mm-hmm. is um." She's a ballerina, so I, I know what good dance looks like. I was like, right. okay, I understand. And That's so cute. we did our first session, and I was like, okay, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Love it. But you're cute. It's okay. It's fine. But by the time that we filmed um, Other Side of Hollywood reprise, because mm-hmm. all the boys had a little dance section, I was watching Jer while they were filming like his shot i was like Jer, you killed it like killed you look really good we love that for him we really like, do like he genuinely killed it. and i i don't say that lightly because i don't know it's my job to be like uh you know right no that's good. great that's but cool. he killed it
1: Speaking on your job, like I mentioned, you know, the entertainment industry is very male-dominated. And that's, like, a sad fact. But Tila Dennis being, like, sad fact. It is what it a is. a really sad fact. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, here you are. You're 19. You're going in front of these, like, 20-year-old guys and being, like, follow my lead. Like, mm-hmm. how is that, like, how is that, like, leading a group or choreographing people who are older than you? How, how do you, like, experience that on your end?
2: Well, the thing is, I've always been the youngest in the group Mm -hmm. always like I started school early so all of my friends were older than me I would always hang out with my cousins and they were seven six years older than me so I grew up around older people Mm -hmm. and never really thought of age as a thing until I came into the industry and they were like oh you're young you're too young to do this you're too young Mm -hmm. to do that but two things. One, I'm very much the person, if you tell me I can't do it, You're I'm going yes. go to work hard to make sure that I can, you know? I <laughs> love two, it. And two, like, most of the time, I hide my age because oh. I, I have realized that I come off a lot older than my actual age. You do. And so if I don't tell people how old I am, they just assume that I'm the appropriate age to be telling them what to do Mm -hmm. because I have stuff that backs backs me up like I have credit right right. (laughs) yeah you do what you gotta do for the longest time honestly the boys and even Kenny didn't know how old I was oh my god
1: but I could feel it. Like, I like, do the same thing. I'm a graphic designer and I started working at 18. Mm-hmm. Like this is my work in the back. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I know. I was and, like look, t- looking at all that. Is so <laughs> the Julie cool one work. is
1: here. The Julie one is here. Um, but yeah, so I started working young. And then like I remember I had a job with Abby Lee Miller, which she's in the dance field. You Like you probably mm, know mm. of her. So I started working with Abby Lee Miller. And I she was like, I want you to work on something. And I was just like, Abby, I'm 18. And then I started going on and on and on. And she was like. I don't care about your age. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, you you mm-hmm. know how to do things and like, that's all that matters, you know? So I yeah. can totally relate to that on that sense.
0: I think for me, it's a, it's kind of really the opposite because I've gotten a lot that I look younger than my age. I'm twi- I'm actually, I'm 24 and I look a lot younger than I do. So, you know, I'm kind of more in the fact that, you know, being a woman who's trying to go into the media and entertainment industry, you know, we have to work twice as hard to be heard and to prove Mm -hmm. ourselves. And I think specifically for you, what's even more kind of special is the fact that, you know, you are a person of color, you are Filipino. And that Mm -hmm. that is so, that that's, it's so, I think it's so rare just in general to be a woman and a minority in a male dominated field. And so, Mm -hmm. and, and I think what's so, again, just so special about your role In Julie and I don't mean just Kayla but I mean as an assistant choreographer you are representing so many girls who want to do exactly what you're doing and so you know to other young women who may watch this interview and young women of or and listen to it and women of color you know young women of color who want to go into you know being a choreographer or going into dance what would you tell them to make their voices heard?
2: For the girls who want to know how I get myself heard, I have a couple things I try to follow. First, you will always run into people who will doubt or try to knock you down, whether it's in the industry or in your everyday life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know it's easier said than done, but you cannot allow yourself to be one of those people to yourself. Mm -hmm. There's enough as it is. Something that helps me get over the doubt is to trust my experience Mm -hmm. and training or my gut instincts if I haven't trained a lot in the area. It helps Mm -hmm. fuel my confidence to assert myself and make my ideas feel heard. Remember that you're there for a reason, and again, they won't listen to you if you don't believe in your input yourself. Yeah. Another piece of advice is not to be so defensive. They don't always take your opinion, and you really need to be okay with that, and don't let it knock you down. That's key to being collaborative and allowing them to trust you to be mature and open to other ideas as well. Also, sometimes it can be the best way to gain someone's trust because, honestly, you might be right in the end, and <laughs> they may realize that after going through a, a different option. Yeah. And they would have never known your skill or idea if you didn't speak up. It's common to think that causing ripples is a negative thing, but it can lead to different thinking and opening of minds and doors. Mm-hmm. This happened to me in and Julie and the Phantoms. A new camera operator came in, and after we had been shooting for a couple weeks, he wanted me in a certain placement, but I knew yeah. where I was originally standing was better. And I discussed it with him, but we ended up going with his decision because I knew that in this specific scenario... I was a junior and an actor, mm-hmm. and I was sure he had many ex- years of experience ahead of me, so I was trying to be open and trying to be open to other people's ideas. In the end, the director went with my option. Thankfully, the camera operator didn't hold a grudge, but instead we had productive discussions for the remainder of the shoot. That's and good. I felt a new level of respect and trust for and from him. Luckily, I've always been around very open-minded people that Mm -hmm. never really saw my race or gender or age even, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Don't get me wrong, it hasn't been easy and there have been many situations where I've felt left out due to all of those things. Um, However... In the end, I've realized that those things were not meant for me and those people were not a part of my tribe. And it makes it that much more worth it when you do find those people who trust and believe in you and you can call them your tribe. I always find it so funny because (laughs) in the editing room or in creative meetings and talks and stuff, I feel completely like I belong. And I'm contributing to the conversation and things are being taken under consideration Mm -hmm. the things that I'm saying you know and I'm like wow I really belong here you know there's there's this picture of me in the editing bay with um Kenny Dan and Dave who are executive producers and um writers Mm -hmm. and Jameson who is one of our producers in Vancouver and (laughs) I'm just like it's so funny like this small little Filipino girl <laughs> on the couch with but it's also, it's also just so,
0: so powerful, powerful too. too. Just something, just just that something that I know, I know like like fans, the of the, fans show the show, and just fans, of you, and of, you fans of you in general are gonna, are gonna really appreciate how, yeah. much how much, how much you are making a difference on, a difference on this show. show. Like yeah. truly, like truly. Thank you.
2: When <laughs> I talk to Soyan, right, we we talk about how there aren't a lot of Asian women in the game. But when you do find them, they are extremely hardworking and know what they're doing because of the whole stigma of one, you're a woman, two, you're Asian, Mm -hmm. three, there's nobody else doing it like you are. So you need to know what you're doing or Mm -hmm. else you won't succeed, you know? that's 000%. kind of that's
0: kind of yeah. that's kind of insane that's that you brought up Soyon. because, that, because that, that actually leads into what we were going to talk about next. next which is, is the, how just how, so how first of all so for people who don't, people who know, don't know amazing amazing costume, costume, costume designer on julian the Phantom*, and anthony and i have agreed just the superiority and just how badass she is she's a badass for
1: sure i was watching julian the phantoms and and this is like a remark that i always have i have um friends who work on different TV shows. And I was watching Julian the Phantoms. I was like, you know what? Whenever there's like a designer on like these big projects like these, the girls are always get the good glitter. They always get the the you know the originality. They get the custom pieces. And the guys are dressed like in old Navy. And I'm like, what is this? But on this oh show God. T no, I shop from Old Navy. Old Navy, if you want to sponsor us, same, hi, how Same, are same, um, also Old Navy customer.
3: <laughs>
1: but you know what I mean? Like in this show, like the guys are like their outfits are sick. Like they're, they're really sick. They're so, good. they're so good. They are. She killed it. She did.
0: So I was so, so I was just and wondering, and I know, that you, and I know so that you guys are so close because she, she, you guys and Instagram, and Instagram Live together. Live together. How, closely, mm-hmm. how closely did you guys, did you guys work, together work together on the costumes, on the costumes especially, especially for, for, you know, the actors to be on them, moving them for, them for choreography and stuff like that?
2: Um, well, it's definitely the closest that I've worked with any costume designer. Mm-hmm. Um, before Soya, I even met Soyan, Um the funny thing is, I met her during a fitting for Lake of Dreams right, before I met right. her for Julian the Phantoms. So I saw her little book of Julian the Phantoms. I was like, oh, hey, you're working yeah. on that too? I am, you know? Yeah.
0: That's, amazing. That's um, amazing.
2: So she had already had her concepts and her sketches and markups for all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a lot of. Back and forth. Once she came into rehearsal, saw what we were doing. She wanted to make sure that everything was movable right. and right. Right. that the movement wouldn't compromise the look that she was going for. Yeah. Um. So we worked pretty closely, making sure that there weren't going to be any mishaps or anything. Um, were there any mishaps? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the tea. The tea. So we didn't have a lot of time for a lot of the numbers uh, to work out kinks and stuff. Just okay. because, I mean, it's a big show. There's a lot right. of costume. going on can't be everywhere at once. And we have a lot of minors in the show.
3: Right, and so, they like, have that time restriction. Scheduling, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Scheduling was really hard. But, I mean, there was a number of times where we would, like, get caught on stuff especially in all eyes on me or make Us say, wow, amazing. Um, but yeah, so I had danced in the same type of jacket for Lake of Dreams. So we had already worked out the kinks of dancing in that sort of jacket. Nice, nice. Okay. So that that worked out pretty well. But um, I got to come into the wardrobe room and take little sneak peeks of our things. And that's how I ended up with purple because I was- really? a great, Yes. Boy. Yeah, she was like, what color do you want? And I was like, I get to choose. She's like, yeah, of course, you're the first one here. I'm like, yes.
1: Oh, my Um, God. That's so awesome. I love Love that. I love that. Purple.
2: Purple is my favorite color. Thanks. Love purple, we love
1: purple. <laughs> yeah, purple. Yeah, one, my
0: purple's one colors. of my favorite. That colors
1: jacket too. on Lake of Dreams was that like the wait? That picture was first of all the red, one. the red one. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. with you. that slick Thank back you. Ariana pony. Like yeah, she was yeah. yeah. She was very uh, much. Uh, it
2: was a mood. it was a mood. Thank mm-hmm. you. So so um, you guys shot, shot in, Vancouver, in Vancouver, which I which, mean, unfortunately, because I
0: mean, I'm not have I haven't gone everywhere in Canada. So it's one of my one of my dream cities to visit. When you guys when you guys were on set, where 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 you guys, how were you guys exploring? You know, you know
1: the city, what, the were city? what were you guys doing?
0: Where, where were the hangouts? Yeah, where, yeah. where, where were the go to hangouts when,
2: you guys, when you guys weren't shooting? Okay, I'm gonna shout out my favorite restaurant. Oh, oh two favorite it. restaurants in Vancouver. Um, Joey's, you know, is a staple Canadian restaurant.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. Joey
2: Berard is our favorite just because we know people there. A lot of uh, dancers work there, so I know oh, a lot cool. of people there. Also, they have the I think they have the best um, tuna salad there out of all the joeys. to try it. But there is this place called the Per Se Social Corner that is my absolute favorite place to be. Um, The best Italian food. And they also have, like, Spanish fusion food, if that makes sense. Like a kitchen for the main entrees. And then there's, like, a pizza kitchen, which is – I have really high standards for food in general. Same, same. corner is like Mm -hmm. the vibe is 10 out of 10 the food is 10 out of 10 the people there are 10 out of 10 so highly recommend if you ever go
1: for season two there's this taco place that my friend actually shot her netflix I I work for Colleen Ballinger and she filmed Miranda sings like her show sure, in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, and she was just like, "Oh my god, you need to try this place called Taco Fino in Yale Town um, on Mainland yes. Street. It's so that's a place,
2: that's in, a Vancouver. place in Vancouver. Yeah, that's it's that's iconic. so
1: good. It's so so good. I have good. been
2: there. Oh my god, I have, have been there. And let me just say, uh-huh. I grew up in San Diego, so like Mexican mm-hmm. food is very hard to get anywhere else. Right. But I was very pleasantly surprised.
1: It's so good. Like, it's, it's I can't.
2: Note to self. Note, note to self. self. Note can't. to self.
1: Yeah, take that, like, write down down. Okay, I so would, I want to talk I about, would. I'm a Frenchie. I'm a French Canadian. You work with a Frenchie mm-hmm. on set, um, Mr. Mm-hmm. Chal Gillespie. I'm going to pronounce it in French just to make it more confusing for Love fans. Love it. Love it. Um, Love it. But, like, you know, usually what I do with my friends whenever I hang out with my Frenchies, or with my American friends I usually like to teach them French-Canadian words and see mm-hmm. if they catch on. So do you want to play a game where, okay, here's the deal. Here we deal. go. Here we go. <laughs> here's the deal. Okay. I'm going to quiz you on five French-Canadian words where you have to guess <laughs> the meaning of them, but you have cop-outs. Okay. So you okay. can either ask for context on how, like, we would use it, and you can phone a friend if you need help. Okay. So that's the T. Okay, so we're going to start with question. Well, the first word um, is the word... Do you Um, need context?
2: Can I get it in a sentence, please? Of course.
1: he. Oh my, come on, spelling bee. Um, Yes. Okay. I just came back from the Grove, and I forgot my shopping bags. Dans (laughs) Shaw. Nice. Nice. Come on, Tori. Tori, think about
0: about in in the the, consciousness consciousness of of
2: our podcast.
1: Like driving... In the car? Yeah. Yes. Come yes. on. Woo-hoo. Okay. Woo-hoo. One thing you have to learn, people at home, we're French Canadians, meaning that our French is mixed with English. So, car, shawl, like it's the uh, same spelling just with an H. So, okay, I'll use that. I'll use
2: that. Yeah, that. Tori, free. That was great. I mean, <laughs> Thank you.
1: We love to see it. Honestly, if you get like three out of five right, we'll send you a hoodie. Like, we'll send you a Sunset Drive hoodie. Yes. Ooh. Yes. We're going into cozy season. Okay. Yeah. So the next word. Is actually a hard one. It's uh, the word blonde. Do you ooh, need ooh. context you, with that you, one, or I was do you think I was you're... confused
2: on this, on, on this one too. It's not the, um,
1: the it's not the hair color. Okay. Mhm. Mm-hmm. First
2: thing I thought of was coffee, but I'm pretty sure it's not coffee.
1: No, it's not the color. Um. Do you want context, or do you want to yeah. phone a, a friend? Okay. I feel context. like context would help. Okay. Um. What can I say? Oh my god. When. Jeremy Shada was filming the show. Um, Carolyn was not his wife; she was his. Oh no, that doesn't work because they, they were they were engaged.
2: It, it, um, Girlfriend. Um, yeah. Period okay you got it. Work. You got it. work
1: my blonde my yes.
2: girlfriend yes. oh i love that go yeah, to I go to go to a my bow but literally yeah me. yeah it's like yeah, yeah it's, it's like bae. it's like day
1: exactly <laughs> my blonde can't relate um <laughs> and then the next I word that. is okay this actually is interesting because you kind of use that word in english it's the word frenchy okay. So like, what word in English do you guys use the word like French something? Keeping in that category with
2: blonde. Um... <laughs> okay, wait, what's the, what's the word again? Frenchy. Um, like the French bulldog? <laughs>
1: No. That's a good guess. Oh, no. oh, good oh, good That's one. a good guess. It's um, making out because you guys call it like French kissing. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. we call oh. it penché.
2: Why did my my brain literally go to like baguette or croissant? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, going
2: to an, going um, to an, oh, off, to an off No, right. it's literally just because all I think about is food. Well, oh, same. Same. A thousand percent.
1: Okay, so we're you still have. Um, no, you, you use the context. You still have the phone friend and uh, the cop-out. You can be like, skip. I don't want to do that one. Okay, the mm-hmm. next word is... Next two, next I, two I, think, this, I think this, this one's easy.
0: This one's easy. One's
1: the, last easy. One I the last one might
0: be cold, cold, Yeah, the I, 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 we is We believe in we you, you two. Okay. okay.
1: Okay. So the next word is... But wait, hold on. It is not alcohol. That's your... It's a drink. It's... Everybody drinks it, I think. But it's not alcohol. But it's, it's pronounced dichar. So, like, yeah. you want a context on that one?
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I, I feel like blanking. I'm cheating in all this context, <laughs> yeah. but...
1: No, you're good. Like, I see your face. You're just like, honestly, I need to have a talk with Charlie because I don't, I don't think he's, like, teaching no, he's you the, right. No, he's the worst. Right. The worst. You
2: know, I Charlie, I, didn't, yeah. I don't mean that. You're not the worst. You're great. I always make him feel bad, but he's great.
1: You, you need to teach your friends. That's how they, they get around <laughs> in Canada after. I know. Um, so yeah, yeah, be, a, Charlie yeah would be, be a good friend Charlie. um it's a you it's a drink that you eat with food mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's it's it usually comes in a can soda but it's, yes! yeah Yes. yeah sure. so period period i, I feel like i'm, I'm like Pictionary. trying to
2: think of how this like <laughs> connects you know right
1: the jar is kind of hard because like you know in english it's you know liqueur um yeah, okay then it, yeah it
2: felt like, like we should have said I, that it's it like, it it spelled like it like liqueur, but but a a liquor but it's not it's not
1: liquor <laughs> gotcha. um okay. the last word is the word this one is hard i feel i feel bad this for that one i feel like hard, i'm just yeah. like you just know. just do it it'll be fine okay. <laughs> <laughs> for people like only listening like tori's face went like what
2: <laughs> yeah actually, <laughs> yeah
1: yeah. this one's a bit hard you know
2: we played this game or when you were explaining this game i was expecting like
1: Nuke. Or oh my god! But Dippamart is um is your 7-Eleven. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, it's like a convenience store.
2: I would have never known.
1: You never know. You still win the sweatshirt. Like we're good sports. Yeah, I yeah. I,
2: I, think I think she got. I, think
1: I mean, she got. I mean, she got three out of three. She got three. So she, she you, definitely so got you three. Did she yeah, got You got Period. Period. Awesome
2: well, job. Awesome job. Thanks. That was fun. I need. To- <laughs> I've been learning like random sayings or words in different right. languages. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. people on Instagram have been sending me like, "Oh, word German word of the day," and they're oh. like the weirdest words and weirdest phrases. And I like randomly text them to Owen sometimes, and he says, like, "But that's so cool!" I, I love, it. I I love inter-Nash, the international fans. Julie they're fans, also. They're, also. Yeah. they're the best. I'm like, tell me more, please. <laughs>
1: Well, guys, that concludes our first episode of The Sunset Drive and part one of our interview with Tori Caro. If you want to hear us talk about how similar the cast members are to the characters from Friends, if you want to hear us talk about heartthrobs and how brother-like the Sunset Curve guys were to the rest of the cast, what we would like to see in season two or what it takes to be Tori Caro and do what she does, make sure that you tune in for episode two two already out right now
2: i guess well, i guess we'll, s- we'll see you guys next time see you guys time on next time Sarahs try i'm sarah I'm Friedman.
0: And
1: Friedman. I'm Anthony Smith.
2: and i'm Tori caro
1: period
0: <laughs> and that was and that was sunset, sunset drive, sunset drive.